It is the walk-off and Holden Kushner alongside the Ace of Spader, Ryan Spader. Follow us on Twitter. He's at the Ace of Spader. I'm at Holden Radio. Spader, so we got the playoff format expanded. I think in our last podcast we talked about it was probably going to happen. It's going to happen. And I read your article that you wrote back in 2019. It's very interesting because what is being implemented in baseball for the postseason this year looks almost exactly like what you wrote last year. <laughs> I'm not happy about it, man. You're not? <laughs> no, because so at first I'm like, because I have a number of times, being somebody who puts out stats and stuff, I have a number of times arrived at the same thing that somebody else arrives at after the fact, right? And um, I, initially I was like, okay, th- that is what this is. In this case, though, we're not talking about a single number. We're talking about the details down to a T that are the exact same. And even then, I was still forgiving. But what really bothered me was a number of um, uh, executives who I know shot me texts saying, yo, dude, you know MLB stole your postseason idea. Oh, shit. And that left me fucking infuriated, man. I'm like, this is the same group that... Uh, won't even let me in the BBWAA, you know? It's, 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 everything is connected, and it, it's, just, it's just frustrating. Well, listen, listen. And again, can you tell people where to find the article? Because I think this is big so that they can read it themselves. So where can they find the article? I, I have it currently, um, as arrogant as I am, I guess, uh, as my pinned tweet. And the tweet that I have is a quote tweet of the original article and um, the tweet says uh, the new MLB postseason is formatted exactly how I proposed it be formatted on September 29, 2019 down to the number of games the matchups and where the games be played. Yeah because you had the three home games with the higher seed right in the first round exactly and that to me that is the one thing where it kind of stood up to me and I said all right, that makes a lot of sense that you would do this in baseball, but did they really think of this themselves? Here's my theory on this, okay? That somebody in baseball read that and they brought it to the table and it just got kept getting pushed up the chain. That's what I think happened with this. I, there's no doubt in my mind that somebody that works at the Major League Baseball office ended up reading this and passing this information on. Well, well I, there's what, no doubt. What I, what I, what I, I can do is I, I can see all the IP addresses that um uh, but the problem with that is so many people working from home now so you never know uh you know where any of them are coming from but that article hold on hold on you're you're telling me that they just whipped up the postseason plans here in the last month i sincerely don't think so but that that article had over three hundred thousand views holy shit that's a lot like, yeah, and I can't get a fucking job in, in writing about baseball because, um, you know, other Did reasons. you ask besides for the uh, athletic? Well, the athletic, uh, we already talked about that. I got Correct. fired before I started. Right. But, um, <laughs> uh, I, and, and just, the way you put it was very funny. Okay, go on. <laughs> to, to my, uh, my, I guess my dismay, I got, uh, I quit sporting news all 
Right. Uh, in, in, what, but no what one even the, looks at that. That's that's basically a dead publication, isn't it? Um, I, I see. I don't want to talk smack because I, I still this is respect, not smack. This is honesty. Like, I, I I still respect a lot of people who okay. work there. But the thing that drove drove me nuts about them was that they pump out a lot of those articles that you can read anywhere. You know, you're going to see it at Sport, Sports Illustrated. You're going to see it at your local news. You're going to, and they do a lot of those articles on like so and so tweeted this, so and so unfollowed this person on Instagram, and I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And um, uh, after my Edgar Martinez piece, which did really well, uh, I, I I think um, I mean you can talk to any of their editors, Jason Foster, for example. I I, I have countless times been their best article that they have on the site for their day uh i posted a a um a piece on the sacrifice fly a day before the super bowl hmm. and it was their number one viewed article yeah well you're just uh i don't know if i believe anything you're saying anymore if you were that good like someone would have picked you up by now right no i i, I don't you know, know the I, same I, thing's happened blackballed. to me who knows i've been blackballed that's how i feel it's really how i feel at this i point. took two and a half years off from the radio game and basically i'm dunsky you know so i have to figure out other ways to make money these days you're 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 old school now <laughs> What do you mean? I'm new school. I'm just doing podcasting, and I'm going to have to get a real job, and I'm betting, you're gonna, and I'm playing DFS. You're going to have to do weekends at, like, um, uh, 11, 11 p.m. Well, you know, uh, as long as we're not talking about baseball, I was offered, like, a gig up in Seattle. At my, the first sports station I ever did was KJR. Um, it'd be a part-time gig, and I'd have to move to Seattle, which I absolutely loved living in. It's an amazing town, besides for all the Antifa just ravaging the city because i was up there last month with my sister uh, oh, and Ma- we had mayor, hel- mayor jenny pretending it's not happening i don't know who mayor jenny is let me just tell you this there's nothing more annoying than from about 10 p.m to 3 a.m sleeping by a window and having a goddamn helicopter over your place because they keep shining a light on all the the rioters that were there Jesus. those were not protesters those were rioters that sucked anyways let's move on Let's talk about some baseball here. Uh, Major League Baseball, if anyone from there listens and you actually want to be the man to leak the story that one of you stole it from Spader, by all means, hit us up. We'd love that. That would be absolutely wonderful. Uh, Here's my next thing. I am worried about the season not happening now. Now, you know I've been very optimistic about the season happening. I've never wavered that they were going to cancel it. But now we got multiple tests, and this is early going. We don't know... We don't know what the tests were, if they were false positives or if it was asymptomatic. We don't know. But there have been multiple players on the Marlins now that have tested. Uh, There might be some guys with the Reds. And here's my big concern. If you already got four guys that are sitting there with COVID on one team, and this would be the scenario that has been reported but not confirmed as we sit here on Sunday. That's it. I mean, if it's if it's didn't do that, then everybody's going to just about everybody will pop positive, whether they're asymptomatic or not. And now we're talking about possibly not having a season if this happens to a couple of teams. I'm scared, man, because if that happens, forget about it. Like it's it's over. We're not going to have baseball this year. We may not have other sports this year. I, I think we're in a um, 
pretty good position with baseball because these guys, you know, it's not like me and you. I, I, I can't walk down the street and be like, hey, I need a, a test. These guys, they're, they're getting tested all the time. And they, um, I, I will say they're not doing a very good job at the uh, uh, social distancing aspect or anything. <laughs> you know, you saw the Phillies. Uh, I, I watched my Phillies get their first W yesterday, and I, I, I infuriated watching them lose today because, you know, how the fuck do you get four runs in the first inning and then lose the game? But I digress. They won their first game yesterday, and you know you even had Joe Girardi giving everybody elbow bumps. Like what? What? You know, it's the same thing. Might as well just fist bump. What? Yeah, they're hawking lugs. They're hawking lugs. They're hugging. They're doing everything. Packing. You know, Mike Trout wanted a wanted to give a high five. They couldn't do that. Yeah, guys are guys are chewing gum. You know, they're doing everything because you just can't expect baseball players to stop everything and be perfect on this. I have not seen as many Lugs hot, to be honest with you. Well, I've not seen as many. To um, use a, a recent example is um, this is you played the game a certain way for so many years. And for many of these guys, it's been a, a decade or two. And you play it that way. And you put yourself in that scenario and you kind of just do it instinctually, you know? And um, the example that I often use is when people um, uh, gave Chase Utley so much shit for the way that he slid into Ruben uh, Tejada, I believe it was, and broke his leg. And they're like, Chase Utley's a dirty ball player. Well, no, Chase Utley wasn't a dirty ball player. That That's just the way that he was taught to play the game. You know, you slide it. You break up a, a double play. And um, uh, he did that instinctually. And just as he did that, we're going to have players who are going to do things that are currently against the quote-unquote rules. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Um, this is going to be interesting, buddy. Like I said, you are less concerned than me, which is good. I'm glad that you're less concerned. I'm glad that you're not freaking me out. But I really am. I really am nervous that, uh, you know, again, I don't know what the number of players that test positive before a team is in serious trouble. But you were just talking about your Phillies, man. I mean, the Marlins, the Marlins just had like four players go down right before the game against the Phillies. Yeah, to be honest with you, even watching the Phillies game, I didn't I didn't hear about that. And um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I do know it's a bad thing that the Phillies were up four to nothing in the first inning and uh, are losing this game eleven to six. Yeah, nothing is good about the Phillies right now. You can't lose two or three to the Marlins. I mean, that's no, just, it's that's fucking brutal. disgrace. And Especially this, a dead Marlins team that had the, <laughs> they had the tarp on the field. 20 minutes, 15 minutes before the game started because they weren't sure they were going to play. I don't, I don't know if you um, uh, have seen the bit that I, I, I'm carrying on with where, uh, for instance, the Phillies uh, won yesterday and they were 1-1 one and one on the season, but I tweeted that the Phillies are 2.7 and 2.7. Every single game is worth 2.7 games. Mm-hmm. That is how important this is. You cannot lose two out of three to the Marlins. Well, I mean, you can, but you're putting yourself in a bad spot. And I mean, you just, 
you just shouldn't lose to the Marlins is the bottom line. It's it's so bad. You take two out of three, that's fine. But if you're losing series to the Marlins, I, I how thought am I they were going to sweep. I thought they were going to sweep. How are you going to take it? Ser- how are you going to take that team seriously early in the season? Like I, I, I guess quick, because there's 16 anyway. postseason teams now. That's that's how. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> that's you know that's a that's a great point. Uh, somebody something else uh, that I noticed here. Otani got uh, gave up four runs, zero outs, maxed at 94.7 miles per hour on his fastball. Uh, he just got rocked on the mound. I'm not worried about him, though. He'll be fine. Well, what, what did they expect? You know, you, you send out a designated hitter to, um, to pitch. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> the guy didn't even, I mean, you talk about the ERA is going to be great. He's going to have a zero ERA, right? Don't you get a zero ERA if you don't get any outs? It's going to come have, back and bite him in the ass. You though. actually have an infinite ERA. And um, what, what, what drives me nuts about that is the fact that they won't let him hit when he pitches. Like, this is how the guy, again, going back to how he grew up in the game, how he played the game for, uh, I mean, he's younger, so like a decade, right? He pitched and he hit. Forgo the DH. Let the guy bat because he can fucking rake. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, disagree with you whatsoever. Absolutely. 100%. It's absolutely ridiculous to me that you have Matt... Uh, Thace? I don't even know what the fuck his name is. Uh, T-H-A-I-S-S. First I'm hearing of this guy. Mm-hmm. Batting for Shohei Otani, who is somebody who will slug around 550 over the course of the season. Mm. Well, let's, uh, let's do a little Spader stats action. Spader stats, 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 stats. I got a good stat here. Did you know that back in... Um when he came over in 2018, he was the first player in baseball history to homer in three straight games and strike out 12 batters in a game of the same season. Did you know that? Um, I, I believe you took that from me. <laughs> I absolutely just read your tweet and took credit for it, just like Major League Baseball did for your playoff plan. Except I can't. It took me about eight seconds, probably less, to come clean. That's the difference. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, everybody that loves your Otani stats. Just hit me up, and uh, I will just plagiarize Spader, and you'll get the same information from a nicer person. What do you got for us today? What do you got? We were going to do opening day stuff, but (laughs) since uh, you bring up Otani stuff, do you want to do some uh, off the cuff? Shohei Otani stuff. Oh, I would for his, love uh, it. Rookie season, love it, or this season or whatever. I just love Otani, man. I'm all about Otani, son. He's I, that's the man right there. Well, well, talking about getting ripped off, um, I I truly believe the first person I heard the nickname Otani son from was uh, Holden Kushner. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I got ripped off on it or not. I don't even care. But yeah, it's possible. But he had a he is just a terrific hitter. That's the whole thing about this. Like look at when he has been in the lineup in 18 and 19 and his OPS sitting there at 880, man. He's averaging Dude. 20 home runs a season when he plays and he's and only, he was he recovering. He was recovering from Tommy John surgery last, last year. year. Yeah, and on top of that, he's never had more than 384 bat at bats in a season. So he's doing damage, man. If he played every day as a position player, and I'm sure the Angels would be fine with that. They'd love for him probably to pick one of the two. He could be a 40 home run hitter. 
That's how great he is. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. And when you look at his numbers, um, uh, just his rookie season, 2018, uh, players to hit at least 20 home runs and have multiple, multiple victories on the mound during a single season. You got Otani in 2018, Babe Ruth in 1921, and Babe Ruth in 1919. And that is it. This guy is Babe Ruth. That's amazing. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't share with you my uh, favorite Otani fact. And that comes from um, just the other day. Uh, He is the first player to reach base safely in baseball history because the commissioner put him there. What? (laughs) He was the first um, default guy on second in uh, extra innings. Yeah. It drove me nuts. And, dude, it made me mad on a level that I didn't think I was – who cares? It's a, it's a wackadoo season, man. I Just put was it out so, there. Both I, teams have the same rule, don't they? It's not like the old NFL rule where you just one team got the ball if they kick the field goal is over. Both teams are getting a chance at this cockamamie rule. I was so mad. Oh, God. Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get the outrage about this. In a, because it's not baseball. It is You didn't baseball. get there. You struck out to end the last inning, and then they put you on second? Are you kidding me? I saw that, and I was like, wow, that was a little bit weird. But, yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't want guys – I don't want to play in 15, 16 innings at this point. 15, 16 innings, come back the next day, you got a day game, your bullpen's already burned but out. But my what point – we go back to my point that they're playing on 91% of days mm-hmm. this season. In a normal season where they're playing – 2.7 times as many games, they're playing on 90% of days. Okay. What the fuck is the difference? Because this is smashed in. The pitchers haven't had the same amount of time. Now, we're seeing some of the elite starting pitchers with more of a pitch count. Max Scherzer was throwing 97 miles an hour. Right. Max Scherzer, He's fine. like I said, the more elite pitchers, these starting pitchers, are coming out and throwing 87, 90, 95 pitches. They work their way up to that. Are the bullpen guys there? I don't know. You, you sent me, speaking of elite guys, and bring it to guys who were coming out of injury. McCullers recovering from Tommy John surgery. You sent me um, stuff about his start the other day. Dude was pumping heat. The curve, was, the curve was working. Yeah. You know, he, he struggled a little bit in the first inning, but he had a great start and he got the W. Well, he got out of, I'm, I watched that, that one, and he got out of a massive jam in the first inning. He just, he had no idea where the ball was going. And after that, and he gave up a home run. What was his fifth inning, or was it into the sixth inning? I was watching the game. Sixth, I think. All right, yeah. sixth inning, he gives up the home run. To you know, Lewis. the inning ends. He's smiling. I'm saying to myself, this guy just had an amazing start. You know, he's been gone for so long. He just came back. And Lance McCullers is their legit what number two starter? Ah, uh, three. It's, it's hard to say he's not. I mean, and you know what's what's crazy about that is, think about. I mean, they obviously opened the season with Justin Verlander because if you're any team, I don't think there's a single team in Major League Baseball that Justin Verlander wouldn't open the season for. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it... He wouldn't open for the, the Astros. I, I, I think he would, to be honest. Over Garrett Cole? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess they wouldn't be able to afford both, or even the Yankees wouldn't afford both of them, but 
Maybe. Maybe you're right. But regardless, even if you're going to say that he would open the season for 29 out of 30 teams, that means the Astros are essentially treating McCullers like a number one. Mm, Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that. I'd say he's a number two, though. He is their number two, possibly their three. And it's a short season, so he's not going to have too many innings. They can let him go a little deeper as he gets, as he feels better. And this is a huge, huge boost for the. Um, he's their number three, Kaskrinky. You know. Well, th- there's a reason, and maybe uh, maybe I'm ignorant, but w- why didn't Grinky start the second game? I don't know. Maybe maybe you're ignorant. I don't know. They gave him the number two start. It was, it worked, man. Well, That's all I can you tell know you. It, this season, actually, I don't think it could have. Um, I mean, it's terrible for the country and terrible for baseball that you know we're pretty shut down. But um, this season, in my opinion, could not have worked any better for McCullers because all he has to do is shove in like twelve starts, and he's arbitration eligible next season. <laughs> That's so awesome! And dude, the <laughs> dude is going to get paid. And then he's a free agent in 2022. Like, all he needs to do is shove for these 60 games and uh, for, like, 30 starts next season. And the dude could land on a $100 million contract. I, I'm telling you something. After I saw him yesterday from the second inning on, I'd give him a huge contract. He's, he's an animal. Since... So the thing is, he came up, his only strikeout pitch was the um, curveball for the longest time. He, he says it's a knuckle curve, which is, it's hard to call it that when it goes 86, 87 miles an hour. But um, he uh, developed the changeup, and it moves more than just about any changeup in baseball. I put it up right up there with um, Cole Hamill's changeup, which has always been one of my favorites. But he... When you take a pitcher who can throw 99 miles an hour and you have um, a Clayton Kershaw-like curveball and a Cole Hamels-like changeup, how do you not pay that guy? Also, I'd like to say this. I have not seen one Astros hitter get hit intentionally since spring training. I I, I believe we talked about this, and I told you that was all – uh, fake news. I <laughs> disagree because if they played the Yankees, they, if they played the Dodgers, or no. it, really to go on, the I Yankees would do it because they did the same shit. They'd do breath. it. They'd absolutely do it. They're talking they, so much. The shit. Yankees did the same stuff. It doesn't matter though. They when is that coming out? By the way, didn't we talk about that? It will Wasn't never report. It will never come out. What do you mean? There was Major a League Baseball. Pre- so the Yankees are uh, the favorite team of not just like uh, Americans who are living in Kansas or something, right? They're the favorite team of guys who are living in uh, Japan London. who love yeah. baseball, in London who love baseball, in India who love baseball. And um, they're just too much of a uh, renowned team for them to be... Uh, marked as like you, you know a quote unquote cheater, and um, I again I, I'll say the same thing that I've said all through this. I'm not saying the Yankees did anything, but look at Aaron Judge's home run or excuse me his um, uh, slash line numbers home and road in 2018. He was pedestrian on the road. It's 
you know, Gary Sanchez, look at his numbers. It's a little bit much for it to be a coincidence, especially when uh, one team gets busted because they're banging on trash cans, right? And I've said this from the beginning. If you're telling me that the most efficient way to deliver signs was by banging on a trash can, then, uh, as they say, I have a property, uh, Oceanside property to sell you in Missouri because it's, it's not. They got a big They're, lake there, so it's kind of close. I'd have gone uh, Montana if I were you. Uh, my, my intention was to say Kansas, <laughs> but I didn't want to double up on the state, you know. Why are you ripping Kansas? I'm not, <laughs> fuck the Jayhawks. Oh, come on, man. That was a great time. <laughs> They let for somebody actually let me into college. It was like it was wonderful. It's a great time. But yeah, I hear what you're saying, buddy. And uh, they're just dumb to get caught. That was it. Well, I I think what they thought they did was because Major League Baseball made a rule saying you cannot um, deliver signs electronically, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the Astros thought they found a way to beat the system. They were like, okay, we can't deliver them electronically, but we can receive them from a camera and deliver them uh, archaically by banging on a fucking trash can. So dumb. And I, I think that that's what they uh, landed on. And um, in reality, if you look at the Major League Baseball rules, just as I, I stand here and say um, uh, Mark McGuire never took a banned substance, mm-hmm. I would say the Astros never delivered signs in a way that was banned by Major League Baseball. Hmm. Very interesting. But yeah, it was they, they cheated, they got caught, and that's it. And I'm not going down this wormhole with you again because we could just do 10 hours on it, but they screwed up. Uh, what's, your, what's your impressions about the first few days of baseball here, buddy? Watching it on TV, I got to tell you, it's, it's not a bad experience, especially if they turn up like that white crowd noise, the white noise in the background. It's just, it's just like watching it normally to me without you know you got the shots of the stands but as long as i can hear the crowd i think the audio operators have done a marvelous job too they haven't screwed up yet they haven't hit they don't even have booze but they haven't like you know hit uh, exciting music when the other team hits a home run or anything like that i got to tell you it's not normal but it didn't take very long to get used to so i gotta tell you typically when i'm watching baseball i'm watching uh, I don't five know, games. Four, four, five, six games, and they're all on mute, so hmm. it doesn't affect me at all. I, you know, I'm so happy to be watching baseball. The only time I um, uh, listen to the audio is when I start getting tweets or text messages from people saying, "Hey, so and so just uh, use your stat." you know, on, um, on their uh, broadcast, and I want to feed my own ego, so I go ahead and go back. And um, this season, for example, uh, Tom McCarthy of the Phillies, Jeff Blama of the uh, Astros, and um, Len Casper of the Cubs have already used something that I sent to them. And, uh, you know, I want to feed my own ego, so I go ahead and tune in real quick and listen to that. Didn't Len Casper come on with us? Yeah, he yeah, was he awesome, did. too. He was one of our—I uh, I think he was one of our best guests, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm he was great. You. So that's, you know, that's the first thing. The second thing is I don't, 
It just bothers me when people complain about anything because I'm just happy we have a season. Okay, now people love the bitch. You and I do from time to time too. It just it's human nature at this point. But all I'm hearing is I hate the crowd noise. They should just get rid. Do you know how awful it would be without any noise in the background whatsoever? No, see, I I, I don't even agree with that to be honest. And maybe I maybe I'm bitching again. But uh, I used to listen to games um, on occasion. MLB.com or MLB TV had a mode where you could do stadium mode. Right. And you could listen to the game as if you're in the stadium. And all you would hear is the sound of the bat and you would hear the crowd, of course. Uh, so to me, I'm, I'm like, you know, we should be fortunate that we have announcers even. It's, it's, to me, it's, there's, really nothing to bitch about it's well it's here, baseball here, let it's me tell you what baseball. they're bitching about first of all the fake sound second of all fox and this is actually i kind of understand this did you see the games on fox where they put the fake crowds out in the air or in this in the outfield which no. was fascinating because you'd see you'd see the guy hit and you'd see the fly ball go out to center and then you would see another shot there'd be no stands fans in the stands you know and all of a sudden it was very interesting because they had the afternoon game and then there were technical difficulties. They couldn't do it at night after everybody bitched to him. <laughs> it was terrific. It was absolutely terrific. By the way, as we tape this, Nelly Cruz just hit his second home run today. Are you shitting me, dude? He's got four extra base hits today. He's got 10 RBIs. Did you, did you see that? I love Spe- him. Speaking of the um, uh, Spader stats, did you see the number I put out on him earlier? No, what was it? Because I love, I legit love Nelly Cruz, and so, he's got me 73.3 Fanduel points today. It's pretty nice. Holy shit. Yeah. So, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I, I, I tweeted out earlier that uh, Nelson Cruz is the first Minnesota Twins player to have three extra base hits through four innings in a game since who everybody expected. Brendan Harris on July tw- on July 12, 2009. <laughs> that is stupid. He just who did he just pass? I think he hit like his 402nd home run. I want to say he passed Duke Snyder on the No, he's got to be runs. more than that. No, no I think it's only 402, man. He didn't start his breakout till he started juicing. You remember and then he got busted and then he's just picked it up ever since. Yeah, you're right. He's he's got 404 now. I guess if he he had yeah, two, he had two today. more today. Yeah. So that so he's I got think, 404. Did he pass Duke Snyder? Is that what it was? Is that Here, who it let, was? Let, let I mean, he's 40 up. years old now. Okay, he's 40 years old. He came up with the Brewers 15 years ago, and I think a lot of people that are so, newer uh, to the game. Duke Snyder has 407. Okay, so Duke Snyder is probably right up next for him. Then. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. So he's, he's right there. That's what I saw on that list. But he just busted out Texas, man. He went from hitting six, nine, and seven home runs, and then they gave him a full-time job, and he hit 33. He's hit 40 home runs uh, four times. He's hit 37 or more home runs six times. This guys he's going to hit 40 again. I don't know how many hitters there are that are better against left-handed pitchers, but... You know, when it's all said and done, uh, the writers will probably look at him and say, oh, he used roids, he got busted for that. But Spader, he's 40, he's doing this. Like, can we start mentioning him for the Hall of Fame? 132 OPS plus? Uh, 402, let's see, he ends up. You know, he's, he's probably got to sniff 500 home runs, doesn't he? he? So, for me, like, there's no question about it. 
put him in the Hall of Fame. Really? And right because, now? Yes, because to me, I, I, I guess um, it, it, it's, it's kind of funny coming from me because I'm rather liberal with my um, Hall of Fame uh, voting. Uh, to me, I look at the Hall of Fame like a museum of baseball history. And who impacted baseball history? Those are the people that I want to see. I want to see guys like uh, Kurt Schilling. I want to see guys like Shoeless Joe Jackson. I want to see guys who other people say, you don't belong in the Hall of Fame for this reason or that reason. And if, if you got to put an asterisk on their plaque or something, whatever the hell you need, then do it. Because I just want to see a museum of baseball history. That's all that I care about when I go there. I don't have any other thoughts in my mind. All I'm thinking about is baseball. Like, just show me baseball. So our boy, Christopher Kompka, makes a great note that uh, Nelly Cruz had the most home runs last decade, and he now has the most home runs this decade with three. That is awesome. <laughs> he... he, had- he- he is a legend. He had 346 home runs last decade. He led, he led the major leagues in home runs, and he has three this year, 20 to 29. Thank you, Kamka. That's a wonderful stat. Oh, man. That's By the so time good. people are listening to this, he might have eight this year. If you're listening to this like two days from now. Oh, he have seven RBI today? He's got 10 RBIs this year. <laughs> in three games. Yeah, in three games. He just God. torched them. He absolutely yeah. torched them. Hey, hey, nobody, they said nobody's going to get 100 RBIs this season. You know, he's on pace. <laughs> he might. Do you think the ball's juiced still? I do. I think it has to be, right? I've seen like, um, God, who was it? It wasn't Robert, uh, Luis Robert. It was, maybe it was Eloy Jimenez who got jammed and the ball must have hit him maybe four inches from his top hand. The thing just went out, Oppo. I think it's juice still. It doesn't bother me either. I'm fine with that, but I definitely think the baseball's juice still. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's got to be. Um, I, I, I don't think MLB could have um, had it being juiced and then changed the way that um, they were going to uh, have the baseball. I, I, I don't even know. The, like the actual uh, composition of the baseball uh, changed that dramatically in a year's time. Although, if there was any year to do it, it would be now because of all the... <laughs> so you use like a lead ball? Jesus. If they, if they wanted here, to, they could just use here, a lead yo, here, ball. Here, here, how about this for um, Nelson Cruz? He is uh, four extra base hits he's got today. Mm-hmm. The last player to have four extra base hits for the Twins Hold on. was, Nel- Hold was on. Nelson Cruz. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Who, how about before that? Do you have before that? It, I'd yeah. like to oh, take yeah. a guess. Yeah. Hold on. It was Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. on August 20th, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then before that, good luck. <laughs> really? So it wasn't Torrey Hunter? Nope. Ron Coomer. I don't know. Who is nope. it then? Michael Kadire in wow. 2005. <laughs> I love Michael Kadire too, because I didn't even know this. I guess he was visiting. Oh, you're in D.C. right now. In Arlington, I was at Ballston, okay? And Ballston is probably max 10 minutes from the river, which separates Northern Virginia and Washington, D.C. And I'm just sitting there, 
just eating a sandwich. I got my little daughter with me, and all of a sudden, I see a dude in a Team USA hat. I'm like, dude, are you Michael Kadire? And I was just talking about him with Latroy Hawkins because Latroy and Kadire play together. It's like, yeah, dude, what's going on? I listen to you all the time. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I love your FanDuel Fantasy Football podcast. I'm like, here I am thinking that he listens to you and me. (laughs) And he was a diehard fan of my fantasy podcast. That is awesome. I'm like, hey, you should check out my, I can't believe I didn't even tell you this. I'm like, you should check out my show with with Spader. But yeah, I saw he came into town and he's just standing there at a sandwich shop. What up, Kadire? How are you, man? So, so that was cool. One, one thing to kind of go off on a tangent here. Um, one thing about Kadire is he had this like a sloppy ass signature for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And Harmon Killebrew, who was a, um, uh, I guess like a guest instructor or something one spring training, got a hold of him and he was like, yo, man, you got to clean that up. And Kadire has this beautiful, legible signature now that you wouldn't believe like he like he went to the Mickey Mantle uh, school of um, uh, penmanship right and um, the funny thing is uh, Ravel who we had on me and him kind of have a bit where whenever we see a um, awful athlete signature because you're getting more of more and more of them uh, nowadays uh, we'll tag one another and uh, your former co-worker posted a um, a signature of Chase Young. Uh, Chad Dukes posted Chase Young. And uh, I tagged Ravel on it, making fun of it. <laughs> and the dude did an entire segment on how we rained on his parade and he was so butthurt about it. He just lost his mind. Oh, dude, he was so upset yeah. about it. It had to be a bit. It had. That, that's what I thought, you know. <laughs> but, it had to be a bit, but it might not have been a bit. Who knows? Who knows? Chase Young's signature was absolutely awful, though. I don't know if you saw There's it. my signatures. All I do is I just write a line and then a and another line, and I'm done. I, I was looking crazy. at autographs yesterday or two days ago. I found a hat from the 2005 Pro Bowl. I have no idea who signed it. I got one from Peyton Manning, and then I took another hat, and it's some guy number 88. I couldn't figure out. I looked at the rosters. I just have no idea. So, yeah, it helps to have a legible signature. But I wonder if the ones that you can't really read are worth more if they stop doing it. Like if Kadire did it earlier in his career and he actually turned out to be a superstar, would the ones when he was younger be worth more or the ones where you can now, read dude, his I, name? I, 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 think, I think people just like things that are aesthetically pleasing. And huh. look, like Google his signature right now. It is, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Mm, wonderful. All right. That's fine. Anything else that you wanted to get to today, my friend? Um, no. However, you know what I just realized is um, I'm looking at the uh, when we join this, um, uh, I don't know, chat, whatever the fuck you want to call mm-hmm. it, and uh, looking when we started recording. We, we did almost a 10-minute show <laughs> without recording beforehand. Me? That people brought, no, we did. When? Uh, before we started recording. Oh, you and me today. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? The the fact of the matter is people probably would have found what we were talking about offensive. when we weren't recording. Yeah. Well, offensive, yeah. But also way more interesting. Why? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because you and I disagree on a couple things. And, you know, it's all well and good. We can disagree and not hate each other. You know? Uh, yeah. I, I, the only people I hate are Keith. 
Oh, yeah, it's okay. Keep Just keep going. <laughs> Don't worry about that, buddy. All right, so later in the week, I'm sure we'll have a guest next week. Um, I did go back and I listened to our interview with Jessica Kleinschmidt. Uh, very uncomfortable, yet pretty funny, too. I enjoyed that. I actually, that was the one I didn't tweet out because I didn't I didn't know if you didn't want me to or she didn't want oh, me I to. Don't I, I, I don't. What did I, she I say after it was done? Nothing really. She was just like, oh, I'm used to it, you know, whatever. Used and to I, what? I, I didn't even I, do anything. I, I think. Besides uh, for just being myself, just a normal dick, I didn't go out of my way. I definitely was not chauvinistic, misogynistic, or anything well, bad against I, I, I think she has her uh, guard up because she deals with a lot of people who are misogynistic in mm-hmm. her business and whatever. And. Um, because you asked her a question she didn't want to answer before we even got started. Yeah, that screwed she, it all up. She um, automatically put that guard up. Yeah. And had you uh, labeled that way. Right. And um, I think that carried on throughout the interview and everything. But, uh, you know, I, I, I texted her and I, I, I told you, or I told her that she, uh, you're, a, you're a good dude and, you know, yeah. he really didn't mean anything by that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a radio guy, so he found something that um, got a little bit under your skin and uh, poked at it a bit, I guess. <laughs> I did, but that's my thing. You know, that's just me. And did Have we have we talked about, um, I think we, I I'm not sure if we talked about it on, on the show uh, or if we talked about it after, mm-hmm. but your uh, your interview with Kate Upton. Oh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Did you ever go back and listen to it? It's so bad, dude. It's bad, but it's good, isn't it? Or no, it's just It's bad. fantastic. It's like, it's exactly what I want to hear. So you found radio. it. You found it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the first things that comes up when you Google oh, her okay. name. Okay. And then, so the thing with Kate Upton, it comes up and then you listen to it. And I got my co-host to talk like in Star Wars voices. And I asked her in a very professional way, what she thought about boys masturbating to her picture in the Sports Illustrated thing, swimsuit. Thing <laughs> How do you ask that in a professional way? Because I didn't say the word masturbate. What did you say? I don't remember. This was years ago. This is like probably five or six oh, years man. ago. I was like, you know, it's got to feel great knowing that boys all across the country are going to be enjoying your picture in Sports Illustrated. You know. I never got off on that because I was introduced to pornography at a very young age. So the sports, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition never did it for me. I, when I, when I was a, of a young age, I was a, a music video kind of guy. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. At how old? Uh, eight. <laughs> oh yeah. When I was twelve, I. W- <laughs> this actually has to do with baseball, so it's a good story to tell you. When I was twelve and I went to the World Series. We stayed with my uncle in New York City. My uncle, who, by the way, um, was got in trouble with the FBI for working with the New York mob. He was in the garment district and he's a very shady character. Somebody that I looked up to, but he had like stacks and stacks and stacks of porn in his bathroom. Just tons of them. And I just everything. And I ended up taking like a whole bunch home. My parents didn't know it. That's how I got introduced to it. My uncle just thinking, oh, that's not a big deal. I got a 12-year-old, 11-year-old kid in my house. This isn't a big deal. 
And uh, there went the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue right out the window. Well, I, I, I don't think um, Kate Upton is going to be a guest on the walk-off at any point. No, time. and I don't she, care. Um, you, she's you not know a smart funny, person. You know what's funny, though, is um, I actually got beers one time uh, with McCullers after a game in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And Verlander showed up, <laughs> who, of course, is uh, her husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, nothing ever came up of it or anything. But I was hanging out with, like, the Astros starting rotation and our boy uh, Jeff Blum. And um, I had been drinking all day. These guys were just playing in a baseball game. So, you know, they're, they're looking to tie one on pretty quickly. And uh, McCullers bought rounds of um, uh, Crown Royal whiskey. And I, I typically don't drink liquor uh, because I get too hammered. And... Um, I did it because, you know, I was with, I was with the Astros starting rotation. I took the shot. And I Irish exited on uh, McCutler's, Verlander, couple of, a couple other Astros, and uh, Jeff Blum, and said, yo, I'm going to the bathroom, and then never came back. <laughs> you? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Did they even notice you were gone, though? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I, 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 like... <laughs> Although I, I will say, as I was getting out in the, um, I went outside to uh, get an Uber and g- go back to where I was staying. And good guy that he is, uh, Blummer came outside and he was like, "Hey man, uh, just wanted to check and make sure uh, you're getting home okay." And I was like, "Yeah man, I'm I'm good." And uh, uh, Blummer, just just a stand up dude. If you, Absolutely love him. I think the easiest stadium to get laid at is is. Uh Camden Yards in all honesty. Like at the stadium or? Like if you just wanted to pick up, like I, I had so much success at the bars there, the bartenders. If you can manage a way to stay up late at night, like I used to be able to, they're just horrible. Well, see, the thing is you probably have a, a good, um, you're probably good at staying at the bar until 2 a.m. because you don't drink. Yeah, and I just <laughs> sit there, I take a nap, and I set my alarm for 145, wake up, brush my teeth, and... <laughs> You know, Mike Trout, three-run home run. It's kind of weird because we're sitting here on Sunday, and you'll be listening to this another day. But the GOAT's back. It's good to see. It's good to see. Um, that's all I got on my mind today. How about you, pal? Nah, that's, that's it for me. That was a lot. I'm, I'm, pissed, at, I'm pissed at the Phillies. and uh. Yeah, they're going to finish fourth this year, like I thought. The Marlins are the best team in uh, National League East. So. And a, uh, a fourth-place team can get into the postseason this year per my rules you don't say you do that's say where, that's All where right. we're at he's ryan spader i'm holding kushner we'll catch you later in the week our next pod will drop thursday have a wonderful week